Hi, I'm Amy Muirs, and you're listening to The Power of Young People, a podcast produced by the National Youth Leadership Council, where we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to change the world, their communities, and the lives of others. If you're a young person who wants to change the world, or an adult who wants to foster youth innovation and imagination, this show is for you. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Welcome to The Power of Young People. In this episode, we're speaking with Talario, Grace, and Armando, winners of the 2023 Gloria Barron Prize for Young Heroes. The Barron Prize is a program of the nonprofit organization Young Heroes Project, and it celebrates the inspiring, public-spirited young people from diverse backgrounds all across North America. It was established in 2001 by author T.A. Barron. So the Barron Prize honors 25 outstanding young leaders from ages 8 to 18 who've made a positive impact on people, their communities, and the environment. Since its inception, the Barron Prize has awarded over a half a million dollars to hundreds of young people um, who are leaders, um, has supported, um, supports National Geographic Education Foundation, Girl Scouts of the USA, and the National Youth Leadership Council, among other organizations. We're so excited to have you guys on the show, and congratulations to each of you. What an amazing honor. Welcome to the Power of Young People. Before we, absolutely, before we dive in, um, I would love to learn more about each of you. Could you tell us more about yourself? Um, uh, Talario, let's start with you. Okay. So my name is Talario Watkins. I'm 16 years old. Um, I like watching um, TV shows. I like watching anime. Um, I like trying out different ramen. I actually just went to a ramen restaurant the other day. Nice. Um, I enjoy uh, traveling. I do a lot of hikes with Boy Scouts. Um, I also like camping. And I enjoy being outdoors, um, gardening and farming. And I enjoy growing mushrooms. Very cool. Growing mushrooms. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Grace, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah. Um, so my name is Grace Sun. Um, I'm 18 years old. I'm a current freshman at Wellesley College. And I would say a lot of people describe me as like kind of like an everything bagel because I do everything. I try out so many interests, but um, I guess a lot of my main interests, um, I love playing golf. Um, I play D3 golf here. I also love music. Um, I play piano. I do that for fun. And I really also love art and science. Um, I love kind of just kind of going down little rabbit holes on the internet and also like doing a lot of lab research. Um, so I know that was like a lot of things like across the board, but I'm really just into everything. And um, I guess some of the things that I do outside is I love um, cafe hopping, love trying new restaurants. Um, I also love animals. So I like, you know, um, help taking care of, you know, dog sitting or something like that. I myself have a rabbit. So um, I guess that's some of the stuff that I like doing outside. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I have never heard anyone describe themselves as an everything bagel before. So um, I, that is a, that is an awesome <laughs> description. I love that. I might have to borrow that. I'll, I'll make sure to give you full credit, but that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> Armando, how about you? Are you an everything bagel? I, I like doing a lot of things. I don't know if I describe myself as an everything bagel. But no, I like I like doing a lot of things. I'm a freshman at the University of Texas at Austin. I'm majoring in philosophy. And in my free time, I love to watch movies. And I love hanging out with my family. <laughs> and then I'm running club track in the meantime while I'm at Texas. And I also, I love being outdoors. I love being outdoors and hiking. And I, I was in Boy Scouts whenever I was in high school. And yes, that's, yes. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so Talario and Armando, you were both Boy Scouts, right? That's what I heard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. That's wonderful. Um, great programs to get engaged in service right from an early age. So Armando, I'm going to come back to you and I would love to hear about your project, Lorenzo. Um, what is it? How did you get started? Tell us all about it. Oh, I'll, I'll give you the rundown. So whenever I was younger, I used to go to work with my mom all the time during summers. And then whenever we were coming home, we always made sure to say hi to our friend Lorenzo. And Lorenzo, he lived under a bridge. And I've known him for maybe eight plus years. And then going into my junior year, it was really tough. It's always tough seeing someone like that struggling. And I was done. And then I started a GoFundMe for him going into my junior year. We raised a decent amount, and then a good friend of mine and a colleague, she and I co-founded Project Lorenzo, and what we're doing is we're going into homeless shelters, and we're teaching certification courses to people in the shelters, and it's usually, it's it takes a couple months, and we're going, we're teaching courses such as UX design, and then we're helping them find jobs afterwards. We're really breaking that cycle of poverty, because one of the main issues of poverty is a lack of a stable income. And with these certifications, they're in high demand, and it's just, it, it works out great. I mean, they're, they're way above the poverty line. It's, it's beautiful. And that's what we do long-term. And then right now, we're also trying out a new program. We're fundraising for a truck and a trailer to go around downtown and take people's cases and figure out how we can help them. And in the meantime, we've, we've been fundraising over the course of this past two years We've been fundraising through several of our events, such as Run for Change, which was a 5K fun run. And then we also, we had a music festival in August of 2022, which was a blast. It took about six months to set up. And then we just had our first annual trivia night. And yes, and then we're just, we're currently working on fundraising, applying for grants, and we're really trying to work on developing new programs, new long-term programs that haven't been addressed in solving homelessness. Amazing. So I do have a quick question. So you said UX design um, is one of the things that um, folks can get certified in. Like, it. what is that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have no idea. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I didn't know what it was until we started doing it. So UX design, it's a lot of the courses we're teaching are IT based, meaning technology. And UX design, it stands for user experience. It's uh, like whenever you go into, yes, right. It's like whenever you go into Facebook, you like how it works. It's super simple. That's, that's UX design. Thank you, Armando. I'm like, 
Um, I don't know what that is. Should I know what that is? Oh, it's IT. That's all no, you had to say. Was, it's in the IT space. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's that's a language I don't speak. That's I like so I took a I took a programming class in college. It was the only course I ever dropped. I was like, nope, I'm out. Wow. <laughs> Here I am, nonprofit. <laughs> I appreciate technology. Hey, that's okay. That, that stuff, oh, yeah, okay. User experience design, very cool. <laughs> and then my other question, Armando, I do have to ask, like music festival, how fun is that? Like that had to have been a blast to plan. Oh, it, I mean, well, <laughs> it was a blast when we got to the actual music festival. Planning <laughs> it, it was definitely, we went from, we had our first fundraiser in November of 2021. It, we had a fun run. And then we went from that to hosting a music festival. It was kind of taking a huge leap, but it, it worked out well. It was so much fun getting in all the bands and then getting the food trucks, renting out the venue, advertising. Oh, it was so much fun. And it turned out great. It really That's was a great awesome. turnout. And then we're, we're hosting it again in October of this year. And we're looking for bigger name artists. That's amazing. How fun is that? Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of music, so... Um, I've got like going into Grace, talk to us about Melodies for Remedies. Um, what are you doing? It Like, what is it? What's going on with Melodies for Remedies? Yeah, so Melodies for Remedies is a 501c3 nonprofit that I established back in ninth grade. Um, so it's about like, you know, four years old. Um, but the way that Melodies for Remedies started was actually um, my high school. We have a community service project for each grade every year. And ours um, during 2019 happened to be a little pop-up talent show for the senior home. And none of us, none of our students like knew about this. So we just showed up at the senior home and we just had to pull out whatever was, you know, from our memory or, you know, from our repertoire that we had. And we just had to set up the little impromptu talent show and um you know it sounds like it's like you know difficult at first or like really intimidating but it was actually really fun and the seniors were super excited and they loved everything that we had to do even if you know we made a ton of mistakes and that experience kind of really stuck with me um until COVID happened which is in March and I really wanted to kind of bring my experiences from that talent show as well as my um, skills in piano. I'm a classically trained pianist and I wanted to continue that throughout the pandemic. Um, and a better way to do that, I kind of thought about this for a while, was to create Zoom concerts for seniors, especially those who were um, isolated, that were living in their senior homes and they couldn't see their families. Um, and I thought maybe we could, you know, for on one hand, help those seniors connect with other people in their community, but at the same time, also continue our passions for music and the performing arts. So that's how Melodies for Remedies was established. Um, kind of fast forward a couple of years. Um, we have started doing a lot of, a huge variety of like different activities, such as not just like virtual concerts, but also live concerts. Um, we recently did a benefit concert. Um, we raised around $4,000 for Alzheimer's and dementia. And we've kind of really shifted our work towards um, helping the Alzheimer's and dementia community, especially because it's so, um, I would say under research, we still don't have a cure for Alzheimer's disease yet. And we 
there has been studies that have found that music therapy is a proven sort of thing that can mediate the symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. So we're really kind of going into that and trying to find different initiatives to kind of improve our cause when it comes to helping those living with dementia. So we've been doing a lot of um, things, like I mentioned before, like benefit concerts. Um, we've also done a lot of things like bake sales um, in different schools, and we've expanded to several schools all around the nation and to three different countries. And all of us, um, I think all of us student musicians um, even though we're not connected physically, all have, um, I guess, a very common goal, which is to use our love for music and our love for performing arts and just bringing that joy and happiness that music and performing arts can bring to those who might not be able to experience that or those who can't exactly have that connection in real life. That's amazing. Um, I so appreciate the the connection you made between music and um and helping with the like the music therapy around Alzheimer's and dementia um I personally have um had experience with Alzheimer's in my family and I mm -hmm. know firsthand how important it was to have like music can be so soothing to the soul and um the, so the work that you're doing is just phenomenal. It's so exciting to hear about. And um, mm -hmm. I hope that joy and happiness continues to spread through the work that you're doing, because it's so important. Um, you never know who has had who's been touched by by dementia or Alzheimer's in their family. And it's just important to to provide those those spaces for people to to have that joy and happiness. Mm -hmm, oh, for sure. Just powerful. Yeah. Um, Talerio, yeah, absolutely, Grace. Talerio, tell us about the Garden Project Club. Um, what are you doing? And kind of, I would love to hear like why, why, why the Garden Club Project? Why is it important to you? Okay, so first, I'm going to talk about how I started my business because that segues into it. Sure. Um, I started my business, my Tiger Mushroom Farms, when I was seven years old after a Cub Scout project ended. We grew cat grass and basil, and the growing um, produce or growing anything in general was so interesting to me that I wanted to keep growing stuff. And so I asked my parents, and they're wondering, well, what could we grow here in Ohio without having to order a bunch of equipment for you to forget about the next day? <laughs> and so um, I read a book at school one day and learned that mushrooms could grow in the dirt. And so I went to my parents. Um, I asked them, hey, can we do mushrooms and they were like sure we looked up um we researched how to grow mushrooms um we bought our first mushroom kit um grew our first very first mushroom started growing more mushrooms um and then eventually we couldn't grow we couldn't uh eat all the mushrooms that we had grown and so we had to start selling them at farmers markets um in order to you know at least have some fun with the project that I just did. And so at one of my farmer's markets, I had noticed that there were people who used different types of currency. They would use like wooden coins instead of um, paper money. And then I would ask my parents, why are they, why are they using this um, type of currency to pay for their produce? And parents had told me that some people 
don't have enough money um, to afford fresh produce for themselves or for their families. I wanted to help with that. And so I had uh, applied for a grant called Katie's Crops. Um, I won $500 and I used that money to uh, to build raised garden beds in my backyard. I grew cucumbers and carrots and I donated it, donated the produce to a local food bank. And that was my first time ever donating um, produce to any local food bank. And the feeling of helping somebody or helping a community um, be able to get food that they didn't have before inspired me to want to keep going with this and inspired me to want to continue and expand on what I was doing already. So fast forward into March 2020, where I decided I wanted to have a nonprofit that was orientated around um, food justice and food insecurity issues in communities. And so I started the Garden Club Project with the goal to end the childhood hunger and to encourage kids to eat healthier. And I find that the Garden Club Project is important to me um, because one, it allows me to look at different communities. It allows me to look at different perspectives and look at the world in a uh, new light in different ways. And it allows me to help people who are in need and who need like assistance in their communities um, battling food justice or food insecurity. That's amazing. I love that it, you know, it's not only about hunger, it's also about understanding, you know, that food is nutrition, right? Like getting healthy foods to people. Um, we know that that can be a challenge for a lot of places. So the fact that you're growing fresh fruits and vegetables that, that are going to people who, who are hungry, and they're healthy and good for them. That is powerful. I love it. So I want to get into a little bit. I want to kind of flip the script. So we've heard what you guys have done um, to help others. And I'd love to hear how this experience has changed you, kind of like what you learned about yourself or new skills that you've gained. So I'm going to flip and we'll just start with you, Talerio. Like, you started to talk, I think, a little bit about it, but like, how has this changed who you are? Um, well, first, it's changed um, my understanding, my awareness of issues going on in the world, going on in different communities. Um, in different communities, people have different ways of um, expressing. There's a lot of um, diversity in the communities that I visit. So obviously, there's a lot of different cultures and a different a lot of ways that people go about um, food insecurity and food justice, and I get to learn that um, in a plethora of ways, mostly obtaining to African culture um, for the um, communities that I would visit in uh, food insecurity and food justice. It's changed me. I've been able to go outside more, and um, I have two gardens that I have right now, and it's changed the way that I look at um, work, my work ethic, work management, time management, um, balancing school, business, and having my own garden, being able to grow my own produce and everything like that. Um, the skills that I have gained from being able to go outside and garden all the time. Um, well, gardening is one of the skills, like I said, time management as well, being able to um, manage um, work my work better. Patience is also a big thing that I have learned 
um, during this experience, during this um, journey of mine. Um, I've learned that it some of the time sometimes the work is tenacious and you have to have um, a good mindset to be able to get through it. And so I've just been working on being like uh, just better in like every way. That's wonderful. I love tenacious. You're right. It does take us being tenacious to just to make real change um, through this, through the work, which isn't always easy. Um, Grace, how about you? How, how has, how has this work really changed you? What, what have you learned about yourself? Yeah. So I think Melody's Remedies has taught me a lot of skills, but I think mainly it has taught me that I think people, young people like high schoolers and um, you know, people that don't exactly really have like a big influence um, can really do things to change, um, you know, bigger social issues. And I think Melody's Remedies is really good at illustrating that because um, we're entirely student run and we're all basically just high schoolers and younger, um, you know, really trying to make a difference within the, um, the elderly community and the sort of lives that they live, um, you know, really um, them living alone as well. And especially in San Diego, um, which is my hometown, um, elderly, the elderly and also like dementia patients um, don't exactly have the resources they need to access um, good treatment or therapy or even um, just like simply activities just to get through the day. And I think uh, Melody's Remedies, I think is, even though it's, its mission is simple, or it's just providing music, you know, for like an hour at a time, monthly on a monthly basis, it can really help change somebody's life. And it really gives them something that they can look forward to. And I think in a lot of the sessions, especially the music uh, therapy sessions that we've done, it, the effect is really clear where the seniors and the patients are really eager to talk to this sort of like this young generation and they're really willing to share their experiences and really interact with us with our mutual love of music and performing arts even though our lives are so different and we'd probably never even be able to interact with one another outside of melodies remedies and i think really having that sort of chance to talk with this demographic is really valuable because it really shines light on the struggles that um, people that are you know often um that are struggling economically or um, cannot access these resources, how they go um, without with their day-to-day -day lives. And I think that really helps us see how we can help even as students and how we can really just kind of intersect our passions, um, you know, kind of on the outside, our hobbies, our passions with our love for giving back to the community and um, really showing that we care for others, um, especially since we have grown up with um, so many opportunities to grow our interests as well. So I think in terms of new skills as well, I think this has been really a great leadership opportunity for me just to recruit a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of student musicians that I personally do not know or I'm not friends with. And I think through this process of really um, doing concerts with them and hosting and organizing events, I've really gotten to know um, a huge, like a huge 
diverse array of people that I think I also would have never been able to meet. And I think I feel it's, I'm really grateful that I've been able to um, to get to know these people and to know about what their, you know, what their future goals are and how they hope to contribute personally to Maldi's remedies. And I think really just having that personal connection between people of just diverse interests and diverse backgrounds is just so valuable. Absolutely. What a powerful experience and that sense of community that you've created through Melodies for Remedies, you know, like just, yeah, creating a community of caring people. Thank you for sharing. Armando, how about you? How so have you been changed? I, <laughs> I, I would say Project Lorenzo gave me a sense of purpose because up until that point, I mean, I was working towards being a great student being good in my athletics, but it wasn't really anything that I could hone it on, drive forward with full passion. And doing that with Project Lorenzo, I mean, it's it's totally changed my attitude towards everything as well. I mean, before we started, I wasn't exactly high energy. And then going into Project Lorenzo and actually fundraising, I learned, holy cow, I need to be the best version of myself in every single way. And doing that and and also learning that things can be accomplished instead of seeing issues in the world and saying, wow, that's sad. Instead of thinking that, changing the mindset and going to, wow, okay, we can fix this. This is how we can do it. And that's, that's the key of what I've learned is it's things can be done instead of just letting it go and not working towards a solution instead of looking down on problems, but taking heart and overcoming them. And it's, that's, that's the key. And that's, mainly what I've learned from Project Lorenzo. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all of you such powerful learning lessons. Um, and it just, it shows like how when you're engaged and you find your passion, like it, you're not only impacting others, you're like changing and growing yourself. So thank you for sharing. Um, Talario, I want to come back to you. So you are running your own business. You also um, have written a children's book. I would love to hear, kind of, what was that process? What's like between running a business and writing a, a children's book? Like, what's that been like for you? Kind of what challenges did you have to overcome? Um, talk to us about that. Running uh, your own business, especially at a young age, takes a lot of perseverance. Um, I had a lot of help from my parents, obviously, my family members. Um, it's been a team effort. Um, it's been a family effort in uh, most of it. Um, you have to go through a lot of problem solving, obviously. Writing my own uh, book, I wrote my book when I was nine years old, so... Um, most of it was, again, I had a lot of help from my um, family. My first thing I did was brainstorm. Um, well, first, first of the process was brainstorming all the ideas that I would have for my book. Um, again, I was nine. So at the time, um, I had, uh, I had gone on the Steve Harvey show. So I was one of the most, that was one of the things I accompanied, uh, I encompassed in my story. Um, I also talked about my mushroom journey. Um, and how I've gotten to the point of where I was when I was nine years old from seven years old. Um, it just talked about how I started started it, and it was mostly started from like a rough draft. Um, I had my family, I had some friends edit it for me or look at it and 
um, work out some of the kinks that a nine-year-old would make in a rough draft of a story. Um, and then it got reviewed um, professionally, and then I, f- it got, I published it um, to, uh, in New York, Rochester, New York. I got my book finally published. And right now it's on Amazon, and it's been pretty, it's been pretty unsuccessful from then on. What a, from seven to nine years old, you wrote a book and started it. Like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of success in there and the mushroom book, everybody can check, you know, we'll have to have everybody check that out. You'll have to send me the link. We can, uh, we can uh, help um, inspire other young, young um, leaders to, to take and bring their, their dreams to life. That's amazing. Um, Grace, I want to turn back to you. So you have recruited volu- like hundreds of volunteers. What's it like recruiting other young people? Like how do you encourage and inspire or educate them to understand like how important it is to tackle dementia and Alzheimer's through music therapy? Like do you have tips for that others might be able to to use to get others engaged in their work? Yeah, so I think growing Melody's Remedies was a really fun process, especially because so many of the people, like I would say the entire sort of population or like the entire group of volunteers that make up Molly's Remedies is such like a diverse group of people. Like each person that comes to me, like asking about Melody's Remedies has their own skills or their own set of strengths, um, whether that's in music, whether that's in like, you know, hosting concerts or planning things. And it's really exciting to see what each person has in mind. Um, not only for their personal growth, but also how they want to contribute to this cause. And I think really being able to uh, really point that out in different people is has been a really rewarding process for me. And I think, you know, in terms of recruiting and getting other people to know about Molly's Remedies was something that I had to actually really learn from just like growing growing Melody's remedies in general. Um, And I think a lot of it came from really just like expanding um, sort of my connections first within my school, but also expanding that to, you know, my friends in other schools around the city and then eventually um, going nationwide. And I think being the first person, like being the one that reaches out and taking the first step to doing that, I think, is a really important process, especially when it comes to um, if you want to spread the word of your own organization, because you're the one that, you know, has this big idea and, and these big ideas often have so much potential and it really just takes, you know, a couple of words like a, you know, dropped in a conversation or, you know, having a quick chat with somebody for them to really, you know, be hooked onto your idea and be willing to help and support you. And I think that's um, really beneficial as well. But I think kind of answering, kind of leading that into like tackling dementia as well. I think um, coming into Melody's Remedies, I really didn't know anything about dementia at all. And I think um, I'm a pre-med student. So I've always been really interested in like the molecular bases 
of disease and kind of having my own interest, I was able to dive into different areas like of scientific research that talked about dementia. Um, but I think Melody's Remedies recruiting um, other young people and really getting to know their personal experiences with Alzheimer's disease really made me realize that, you know, Alzheimer's disease and dementia are not just, you know, a disease like scientifically, but it's also something that affects families. It affects people all around you. And it's a really, a really personal disease that, um, you know, has oftentimes, um, goes like untreated and leaves many families in suffering. And that's something that um, I really came into consciousness with, um, with several of my Melodies for Remedies friends. And, you know, really coming upon that realization that there were so many people living in our community without the proper resources or the proper, um, I would say the proper activities or connections that they needed in order to help live with their symptoms. I think that really motivated us to have a common goal um, to work towards. And I think that's a really big reason why Melody's Remedies has grown so much over the years. Um, and it's because we're all working towards the same goal. And our goal is flexible so we can accommodate the new ideas that people have or um, where, you know, people are able to create versions of what they want for themselves and how they want their impact personally to be reached as well. So I think, um, I guess a couple tips to give to people that really that want to recruit for their own work is, I guess, be open minded um, when it comes to um, recruiting people, uh, because it's so important to realize that everybody is different and they will um, every single person will bring a different facet of success um, into your project. And another thing is to know, have an end in mind, like to have a goal in mind and communicate that goal to um, you know, young people around you. Because if young people see that you know, this is something that we're working towards, they'll gradually gain um, a sense of purpose and really have, really be able to tie in their diverse passions and their unique skills in order to further that goal as well. Wonderful answer. Thank you so much, Grace. So, Armando, I want to come to you. So you've been really successful at raising funds to support your nonprofit. Can you talk about what it's like to, to raise support for your work, kind of what's worked, what you've learned, some challenges that maybe you figured out good ways to overcome? So I've actually really, really enjoyed fundraising. I, I think it's so much fun. Can you come and work so for me? No. <laughs> But I know, I know a lot of people. They say it's the worst part of business, but I we've we've had so much fun doing it. I think that's part of the reason why is because we've done such fun fundraisers, such as Run for Change, and we had a color run and the music festival. But we've been really successful in it because we're really detailing where our money goes, and that's that also goes with Project Lorenzo. We have no overhead costs. So all of our funds go directly to the program nice. and people know this. And then we talk about what we're doing, how we're actually helping people. We're telling them concretely what we're doing. For example, the funds in our, in our color run, all of that money was going towards helping at a shelter in my shoes, a local shelter in Dallas and we made sure people knew that. We made sure we told them exactly what their money was going towards. 
And they're like, okay, sweet. We love this. We'll donate. And they didn't, it was, it's, it's been wonderful so far. And yes, it's, I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yes, it, what hasn't worked is a lot of door to not, I wouldn't say door to door, but business to business that hasn't exactly worked so much, but more for sponsorships. It has going individually to downtown and knocking on doors and saying, here's what we're doing. We have a, fe- we have a music festival. We'd love for you to sponsor us. That has worked, but going door to door for donations hasn't worked. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what I've learned is actually it was easier whenever I was younger. Well, I mean, not younger, but whenever you're 16 to 20 and people see a young kid and like, Oh wow, I would love to support it. And this, and meaning now is the time. Now is the time to fundraise and to get it off the ground so we can really make a true impact in helping to solve homelessness and building community. And that's what I learned from being young and fundraising. And people are like, wow, he's 16 years old doing this right now. I'd love to support him. Like that's It's perfect. It's where we're raising the most funds and getting the most attention, the press, the media. I mean, the podcast right now, it's perfect. And it's it's with being young. And that's that's what I've learned. And overcoming it, it's... It's really just been learning a sense of professionalism along the way with fundraising. Yes. Excellent answer. Really great um, ideas and nuggets in there. And I think you've hit on something that I know I need to try, and that's to make it fun. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Right. Great answer. Um, So I want to ask each of you, Like we have a lot of young people who listen to the podcast. Um, And if you, I want to ask you to give them um, like, what advice would you give them if they, to help them think about how they can bring their idea, their change, their passion to life. So Talaria, I want to start with you. Like what advice would you give to young people to really inspire them to do something like you've done? I would say um, follow your passion, um, do what you want to do, find something that you're interested in and um, push through. Sometimes you might have to take risks. Sometimes you might have to do something um, that corresponds or not corresponds or contradicts something that you usually want to do. Like sometimes you might have to take time of your day or time out of something that you want to go do to do something that you need to do. But more importantly, you should always follow your passion and follow um i guess your heart is kind of cheesy but follow what you would want to do and do what you want to do and make sure that you are able to um persevere through any like hardship that comes your way awesome grace how about you words of advice i would say um don't be afraid to go for it um i think that's that was a really big thing that I learned, um, creating Melody's Remedies. I never, like, if you asked my ninth grade self, like, you know, where do you think Melody's Remedies is going to go? I would probably just say, oh, it's like maybe like a local school club. I never would have thought that it would grow into an international organization that has so many branches outside of, you know, my small town in San Diego. And I think, you know, 
taking that leap of faith, like the, that courage, having that courage to really believe in what you love to do and really believing in the fact that you have the skills and you have the passions to be able to succeed in the sort of cause that you want to create is something that's so important because without your own personal belief in yourself, there's no way you can influence other people that um, the ability for something like this to grow. And another thing I want to say is just like, yeah, you can be confident, but also like be conscious of the fact that there will be challenges along the way. And some of these challenges will be really arduous very long and hard to get through but those are all part of the growing experience and you will come out on the other side more like more you've learned a lot from these experiences and more um I would say just like you know having the experience of going through challenges and really battling with a lot of I would say like more personal things and uh, personal disbelief is something that's so important to creating a better version of yourself while also building um, a great foundation for your new cause. Beautiful. Armando, words of wisdom. Now is the time. The time is now. Don't wait. As Grace said, do, do not wait. It's if you really, if you have that thought in the back of your head for a long time of, oh, I really want to do this, but I think I might be too young. No, the time is now. Don't wait. Figure out a way to do it. If it's in the back of your head, bring it to the front of your head. I mean, figure out how you can do this now. You you have to follow your passions. You have to follow your dreams to the fullest. <clears throat> and yes, there's no reason to wait because we... At least whenever I was younger, it was, oh, I'm going to wait till I'm older after I finish college to start doing my passion, to start my job, and to start <laughs> helping the homeless full time. And uh, in the meantime, I'll, just, I'll help them with bagged sandwiches and really helping them in charity in the short term. But it's we never knew starting now what we could have accomplished. I mean, what if we started earlier? I mean, the impact we could have made. So if you're if you're listening to this and you're 9, 10, 11 years old, or even whether you're 8 years old or you're a senior in college, it doesn't matter. Start now. Start right this second and do it. Just go for it and see what happens. Love it. Absolutely love it. So I want to open it up to the three of you um, and just have you reflect like if there's something you want our listeners to remember after listening to the show um, kind of your your last your last chance to get your message out. So Talaria, let's start with you. Um, the message that I want to put out there is that everyone can make a difference by just doing something small. Um, especially you can also make a difference no matter um when, because I started when I was seven. So you can do make a difference at um you can make a big difference no matter what or no matter when and um that's that's about it well and uh you can write a book when you're that young called Telerio's amazing mushroom farm and um adorable cover by the way <laughs> i'm i'm looking at your book right now so <laughs> um grace how about you words of wisdom what you want our listeners to walk away with i think i think that you should okay 
how should I say this? <laughs> you are, I think, so much more than you think you are right now. And I think kind of really building off of what Armando and Telerio were talking about, I think it's never too early to start something. And yeah, and I think, you know, it might seem really daunting, you know, it might seem like you don't have, you know, any resources or any people that you know, or like, you know, how can you contact people from like all the way across the nation, like that will come with time. And I think the really important part of getting your cause out and your passions out is start by taking baby steps. And those baby steps are, you know, maybe communicating to other people about what you love to do or how you want to help people in your community or, you know, something like that. And really just spreading the word, first of all, but then afterwards, um, kind of really taking those small ripples and creating them into a much bigger waves, so to say, are is comes with time. And I think really having the courage to take those first steps, even though they might not be huge leaps, is so important when you're when you want to create a difference. And I think that might look different for every other person. And um, and I think, you know, although other people's causes may grow faster than others, it's important to realize that you are the one driving what you want to do and you have the passions and skills to really make a difference in the areas that you are passionate about. And I think just really believing yourself and knowing that it might, and it will take time is super important. Wonderful. Armando, last words. I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I do want to reiterate on what Grace and Solaria said. To start, all you have to do is just take a step because you're right, it's it can be a bit discouraging looking at some of these huge these huge causes and huge charities and seeing what they've made. And it's but it's you just have to start. You just have to start and take that first step and talk to someone about it and say, Hey, how can I do this? How can I move forward? And that's it. And in the words of MLK, the time is always right to do what is right. So yes, it's just it's starting now and taking that first step. Wonderful. Well, the three of you are definitely inspiring and and I can see many young people being inspired to take that first step and to do and follow their passion because you're right. Um, you can't wait. The time is now and it's important for everyone to to be able to take that idea, that spark, that that change they want to see in the world and and go, and just do it. Just do it. We all need to follow that. So thank you all for sharing your passions with us today for the amazing and profound impacts that you're making in, in the communities and around the world. Um, if you want to learn more about celebrating these young heroes, along with all of the other um, Gloria Barron Prize um, winners, visit barronprize.org. You can always email info, info at nylc.org. We'll make sure to get you connected. And of course, until next time, we invite you to join us as we serve, learn, change the world.